Hey guys, welcome back to the Athlete Maestro podcast, the sports education podcast that helps young athletes achieve peace of mind, freedom, and success in sports. I'm your host, Tola Ugulewe, and this is episode 523. Dedicate yourself to your sport, develop a pre-performance routine, and opportunity is only good when you take it. He's one of the best high jumpers to ever come out of Sweden. His decorated career culminated winning the 2004 Athens Olympic Games. Today on the show, Swedish great Stefan Holm. They say children are often more inspired by what they see than by what they hear. They also say that it is more advantageous for children to engage in multiple sports at a young age before on their own choosing when and how to specialize both of this rang true for stefan when he was eight years old he saw swedish legend patrick soiberg compete on tv and his perspective changed forever also stefan was a big football fan and had a great passion for football he would later realize that his calling was in high jump but stefan had some help in 1987 a professional grade track and field facility called the Vanek Charlin was built not so far from where his parents were living. He now had access to quality training facilities. At the age of 14, he cleared six feet for the first time, an age group record in his area. At 15, Swedish youth champion. To make matters better, as they say, uh, he had an encounter with the trainer of Swedish legend Soiberg who of course he deeply idolized it was an encounter that would change his life forever however it wasn't all plain sailing for stefan though as he initially had a fear of heights when the bar was higher than his head his response to the fright was to fight and not to fly he dedicated himself to the sport like no other athlete had at a point he won 11 consecutive swedish national championships at the sydney olympic games he finished fourth just outside the medals table. Again, he rededicated himself, dropped out of school and moved out of his parents' house to an apartment just down the road from the performance grade facility that was built in his city. So I'm talking about the Vanek Challenge. I'm not murdering that name though. Home would train 12 sessions per week. That facility was his home for 20 years. At the point, he was touted to have attempted more jumps than any other high jumper in history. His crowning moment was at the 2004 Athens Olympic Games when all his effort led to the Olympic gold medal. Today is your mentor, guys. And there are three lessons I want you to learn from Stefan Holm. You know, one of the uh, things I love the most about this Monday episodes of the podcast is how diverse they are. You know, so uh, looking at track and field athletes, then Formula One athletes, you know, then uh, footballers and basketballers and all these other guys. But the idea is that you guys learn from athletes in different disciplines, how they handled so many things, how they got better, how they did this, how they did that. You know, and I'm so happy to be talking about Stefan home today. First lesson from Stefan, guys, is dedicate yourself to your sport. Dedicate yourself to your sport now let's take a look at you know how stefan over the course of time 
you know dedicated himself and how he showed that he really really wanted this so of course uh, he saw patrick soberg you know on tv and you know that was the catalyst so to speak for many swedish athletes to go into high jump and and all of those things you know but it wasn't something that you say oh he just did now he used to play football and one of the things that the advice is that yeah let children play multiple sports it's always an advantage for them at the end of the day but you see when stefan realized that football was a distraction what did he do he packed up that football and of course concentrated on high jump i remember when we looked at um australian hodler sally pearson as well and one of the things that she did she used to run the 100 meters and then the 100 meter hurdles she had to put the 100 meters aside and focus on the hurdles which of course led you know to the olympic gold medal and the dominance that she achieved over time you know so when soybug put football aside you know so like put it aside he then focused on high jump now you also hear in the intro where i talked about you know his fear for heights and things like that you know how did he overcome it guess what he instead of worrying and all those he redoubled his work so stopped soccer and he dedicated himself solely to high jump now what was the result of that he lost only a single competition in the 2003 season and then in the 2004 season he went undefeated he immersed himself in the sport now that's one now second time around at 17 now he was able to face his idol soybug you know so i mean this was like a, a perfect opportunity but guess what of course the guy won like you know because he had so many things going for him he won hands down no problem with that the result of what happened there was that again stefan now added weights to his training so he doubled the weights that he had already been training with and of course more squats and all of those things that high jumpers use so that they can spring up now so that's a second example now that i'm giving you now also after the sydney olympic games when of course he finished fourth just outside the medals table what did he do he dropped out of school that was one moved out of his parents apartment so that he could get closer to the vanek challenge so that facility that was built in his area so he was now just down the road now remember that before the facility was minutes away from where his parents were living but that wasn't good enough for him he wanted it to be down the road from where he was living so what did he do he now started training 12 sessions per week so his day would start at 10 a.m with two hours of weights box jumps or hurdles then after that he would take a break for lunch then you have another session late afternoon that would consist most times of 30 high jumps at full competition speed 30 high jumps at full competition speed now of course you know all of this i learned from david epstein's book the sports gene you know where he breaks these things down i see this is what i say to athletes and this is what i always try to tell you guys you see, you cannot just by word of mouth say that you're dedicating yourself to your sport. I mean, you're not you're not deceiving anybody. You're not wasting anybody's time. You see, it has to be in the actions and the things that you're doing. You know, so first and foremost, the guy realizes that, hey, football is a distraction, packs it aside. Gets an opportunity to face Zyberg, Soyberg. Obviously, Soyberg won because he was inexperienced. Guess what? Added waste to his training. Then he goes to the Olympic Games in Sydney, doesn't do well by his standard. I mean, fourth. That's, that's ridiculous like that is good but by his standards wasn't good enough what did he do dropped out of school moved out of his parents house got closer to the facility and like he said that was his home for 20 so he literally lived in the facility for 20 years because it was just down the road so my question for you guys today is how are you dedicating yourself to your sport how are you 
dedicating yourself to your sport are you just saying it or is it showing in your actions is it showing in your actions that you are dedicating yourself to your sport so like i said 12 sessions every week two sessions sometimes three sessions every single day and of course ultimately 11 consecutive swedish national championships olympic gold medal now you might say oh you didn't break the world record you know but like i said previously on the podcast what does success mean to you and what are the things that you want to achieve in your sport so ask yourself the question this week guys am i really dedicating myself to my sport am i really dedicating myself to my sport like if i really look at it am i dedicating myself to my sport if your answer is no then it means that you have to change things around it means that you have to change things around we won't be talking about stefan today if of course he didn't get rid of all of those distractions at a point he even realized that having girlfriends was part of that distraction and guess what he put it aside because he said hey can build a family after these are the things that i need to focus on first lesson from stefan home dedicate yourself to your sport dedicate yourself to your sport the second lesson guys that i want you to learn from stefan is also develop a pre-performance routine develop a pre-performance routine now one of the things that stefan used to do now you see it's very easy for you to look at some things that these athletes do and say things like uh, it doesn't really matter and things like that but the point is that if you're not doing it and you're not seeing results then that is your answer so one of the things that Stefan used to do was that whenever he was performing at a particular stadium, you know, he would always try to immerse himself in the culture, you know, of the surroundings, the history of the stadium. You know, so when he's walking out onto the track, going for his jump, he feels like he knows that facility in and out. You know, so there was a time he was performing in Athens. You know, so this is not the this is not the Olympic Games, you know, but in a competition in 2004. Yeah, actually, it was the Olympic Games in in 2004 he started reading a book olympics in athens 1896 you know so like all the way back you're just trying to get a feel for the culture and all of those things guess what what happened was that whenever he came out to that facility he was like he knew it so uh he, he wasn't feeling tense there was no adverse condition or anything that was going wrong in that place the other thing that stefan used to do was that look he had a particular morning routine that he followed you know so he would take his cereal in the morning you know then also an hour before he leaves for track he would lay blue and yellow competition clothes you know bearing the symbol of the swedish crown and all of those things he packed his bags the same way you know wore the same black underwear and many of all of these things you see what a pre-performance routine does for you is that it calms your nerves it makes you relaxed so that the brain capacity that you have you are using it to remain focused now imagine the night before you have a race you know you have all of these things going on in your mind the morning of the race you're thinking about what you're going to wear you're thinking about what you're going to eat you're thinking about how you're going to transport yourself to the facility Uh, you're thinking about all of these things some family drama guess what when you get to the track you are going to be distracted you are not going to be able to execute now there's a flip side to pre-performance routines in the sense that what is your purpose is it now a superstition or is it just a routine the routine is to get you in the mood is to get you to calm down is to get you to focus you see a superstition is, is something totally different you know so the athletes that they put on these socks before that socks you know they put this ham into their sleeves first before this other one and things like that that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about a pre performance routine so the question i have for you today is do you have a pre-performance routine and if you do how effective 
is that pre-performance routine and you see the reason why this is key and the reason why you need to start taking note of this and you need to start being aware of this is that when you are performing at your best you need to know the certain things that you are doing so that you can try your best to replicate them going to repeat that when you're performing at your best you need to know the specific things you are doing so that it's easy to replicate them so let's assume that you have a dip in form you know and things haven't been going well how would you know that it was because of this particular thing that you changed that you now started having a dip in form and that is why you have to be aware and that is the purpose that is the essence of a pre-performance routine you have realized what works for you you have identified the things that get you in the flow you know so all of these athletes that you see you know they put music in their ears and they're listening to particular um genres of music you know so rap r&b whichever one it is they are not doing that just for the fun of doing it that oh it's going to look cool in my beats by dre and all that no that is their own pre-performance routine the hip-hop music gets them in the mood it gets them going basically and they are ready to perform so the question is what is your pre-performance routine and aside from that what are some of the things that you do when you perform at your best can you list them out for me you know so i go i get on a call with you and i say hey can you list out the things that you do specifically that get you to perform at your best if you can't tell me then it means that you have not been aware it means that you have not been taking note the reason why stefan has been doing this in terms of reading books about that stadium about that facility in terms of having that routine serial and all of these things why is because it has worked for him if it has not worked for him then of course he would have flipped it and he would have changed it around and that's the key thing key thing that i want you to pick out from the second lesson from stefan holm develop a pre-performance routine develop a pre-performance routine and the final lesson that i want you to learn from him is opportunity is only good when you take it opportunity is only good when you take it you know so i'm thinking about the athlete who is listening to this and is thinking that you know yeah it's easy to talk about stefan you know he had a premium grade facility that was built around his house you know so of course it was easy for him to train you know and all of those things back and forth so that's the vanek charlotte like i said i hope i'm not murdering that name but you know i feel that's how it's pronounced now the question i have for you is when stefan saw patrick soyberg on tv you know at an international competition and he was like hey i want to be like him guess what they were hundreds of stefan holmes who saw patrick hoiberg on tv and wanted to be like patrick soberg they were literally hundreds so every swedish youngster wanted to be like patrick soberg and wanted to be a high jumper how many of them were able to make it to the international scene how many of them had access to the vanek charlene and could not use it to the best of their ability you see all of these excuses that you tell yourself you know about how this person has access to this that person has access to this this person you know this person is helping that this person do this you know that person is helping that person do this you see all of those things can i tell you what they are they are excuses opportunity is only good when you take it now this is stefan who of course his parents live minutes away from the facility when he started at experiencing disappointing results guess what he moved out of his parents house got an apartment that was down the road from the facility so talk about being intentional and talk about taking the opportunity so the minutes that it would take him to get to the facility were not enough for him he needed to be closer so literally he could walk there do the morning session come back rest late afternoon he goes back again does the second session 12 sessions every single week and of course these 12 sessions are not your 
are not your run-of-the-mill sessions. They are intense sessions. So you see, when you look at opportunity, the question you are asking yourself is that the little opportunity you have around you, are you taking it? So rather than looking at this big opportunity that is up here, no. Second is the the little things, small, small opportunities that you have around you, the little access that you have to certain things. Are you taking advantage of it before you start looking at these big, big people? So that's a question, guys, that I want you to ask yourself this week. The little opportunities I have, am I taking advantage of it? The little opportunities I have, am I taking advantage of it? If I am not taking advantage of it, then it means something is amiss. And I need to start there. Before I can be ready for big opportunities, I need to take the small opportunities. Final lesson, guys, from Stefan Holm. Opportunity is only good when you take it. You guys should get um, David Epstein's book, The Sports Gene. You know, it's going to get you to start thinking differently about so many of the things that you have believed in for so long. About how, oh, yes, this person is just special. Yes, you have special athletes like that. But there are many of these athletes who just took their opportunities. They dedicated themselves to their sports. And, of course, uh, they got in the mood to perform the way that they wanted. Athlete Master, guys, episode 523. Stefan Home. Dedicate yourself to your sports. Develop a pre-performance routine. An opportunity is only good when you take it head over to the website guys athletemaestro.com so many other free resources for you there and of course what all of this is going to help you do is to achieve peace of mind freedom and success in sports if you have peace of mind you're performing effortlessly if there's freedom you're doing things on your own terms and of course all of that ultimately leads to the success you have defined for yourself if you haven't subscribed to the podcast or you haven't left us a rating and review I highly, highly encourage that you do that. What your subscription does is that you automatically get the episodes. Once they are live, 5 a.m., you get it automatically to your device of choice. You can start your training day like in that jiffy without worrying. And of course, your written review, it lets other athletes know that, hey, this is a podcast you can trust because the content is good. And of course, it won't take you more than a minute to leave that written and review. If you don't know how to do that, head over to athletemaestro.com forward slash subscribe athletemaestro.com forward slash subscribe and of course if you have any questions whatsoever send me a mail tola at athletemaestro.com tola at athletemaestro.com i'll catch you guys on the next episode of the show remember knowing is not enough you must apply willing is not enough you must do i want you to go out there learn all the lessons you can from stefan home i want you to go out there and i want you to be a maestro today and every single day day.